let the helper help you. The Bible says in John 16, verse 7, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. The Bible says again in John 14, verse 16 to 17, it says, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be with you. You know, when you and I became Christian, so if you're not a Christian yet, if you haven't said, I believe, that's fine. We'll give you an opportunity at the end. But when you and I became Christians, when you said, yes, I'm willing to live that life. I'm willing to walk with Jesus. I'm willing to welcome him in my heart. What happened? The Bible says you became justified. So that's what happens. Um, what it simply means, it's not... Justify sounds all fancy, but it just means that you have a clean slate. It's a, your sins forgiven, you know. God sees you as his child, and he has forgiven you, and you become a child of God. So that's beautiful. That's what happens when you become a Christian. But sometimes you'll realize after some times that if you had some issues, sometimes you still have the issues. Some things that affect your mind, this can be maybe you're still carrying some guilt. Maybe you're still carrying some shame from the mistakes of your past, just something that happened and you have Jesus in you, but you still carry that around. Or sometimes this can be an addiction that you're like, okay, I'm a Christian, but why, why do I still do this? I don't want to do this. I don't want to find myself in this position again. I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to be, what is going on? And sometimes it can be things that you don't even understand. Like you can't even put words on them. It's like, this is weird. What is going on with me? What, what does this? Sometimes it's like, I don't even know how to call this. It's on me. It's following. It's like, I don't know what's going on. And sometimes if you do not know what to do, you can begin to doubt that you became a Christian. You, you, you start to wonder, okay, I hear people say that when you become a Christian, your life is good. But then, I don't know, do I, did I even become a Christian? I don't, I'm not even sure. Because it's not taken care of. Or even worse, you become a hypocrite. And that is just horrible because you're like, you pretend to be this person who's like perfect and you come to church and you're perfect, but in your heart, you know, uh, mm, mm -mm, I don't like this person. What is happening is, is you, you are still on the journey of sanctification. What sanctification means simply is you are still on the journey to become more and more like Jesus. And the person who does this for you is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit 
I love the Holy Spirit so much because what he does, he helps you to become more and more like Jesus. He deals with those things that only you know. Only you know. Nobody else know, knows. And he comes in and helps you. But you have a responsibility. The only thing you need to do is to allow him to help you. That's why the Bible says he's the helper. So if you don't know that there is a helper that you received when you became a Christian, you might be living and thinking, oh, I don't even know. There's no difference between me, a Christian, me, not a Christian. Who cares? Whatever. You know, because you're not aware of what the Holy Spirit is doing in you. And so you must be willing. You must be aware that that's what happened when you became a Christian. And now you are on the journey and the Holy Spirit is helping you out on that journey. So you might be wondering, how do you do that? How do you allow the Holy Spirit to help you? How do you allow the helper to help you? Number one, you check out. Everybody say, check out. Check out. <laughs> I just wanted to do that so much. Anyway, <laughs> did I do it well? Check out. Check out, mate. There we go. <laughs> check out. Check out simply means you establish the truth or inform yourself about something. So check it out, you know. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 4, 16, it says that pay close attention to your life and your teaching. Persevere in these things, for by doing this, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Paul is telling Timothy, pay close attention to your life. Don't just live blindly. Don't just live anyhow. Now you're a Christian. Be aware that there is a journey, there's a transformation that is happening in you and allow that to happen. Be aware of the Holy Spirit. That's number one. Check out. Check him out. Find out what the Holy Spirit is doing. Who, what is he? he might be speaking to you, but because you're not aware, you don't know. You're not hearing what he's saying to you. So be aware. Check out the Holy Spirit. You know, what the Holy Spirit does is this. What he will do is he will develop the gifts that he has put in you. The Holy Spirit has given every one of us. We have gifts. We really do have gifts. But he's developing them out of you as you allow him. Then what the Holy Spirit does, he builds the fruits, his fruits in you. So gifts, there's a difference between gifts and also fruits in you. But you have to allow him to do that. And... He's revealing some stuff that needs to come out. So in the, in the same time, he's developing the gifts in you. Same time, he's developing the fruits in you. And he's telling you, mm, that thing, mm -mm, it's not going to stay there. But you must allow. Whatever that is needs to get out. You must be willing and allow him. And then the good thing is he gives you the tools to do that. If you feel like you're carrying shame or whatever, 
He's telling you that needs to come out because really it's not serving it's not serving you. It's not helping you. Or unforgiveness, it's not helping you. But he's not going to leave you up to there if you allow him. What he will do, he will give you the tools to get that thing out. And that leads me to a second point, which is called, which says, weed out. Weed out. So you have discovered that there's weed in your garden. Because as we said, Holy Spirit is revealing the gift he's put in you. He's revealing the fruit he's put in you. And now there's weed that needs to get out of your garden. The Bible says in Ezra 10 verse 4, it says, get up. For this matter is your responsibility. And we support you. Be strong and take action. You know, my husband, I've told him this before, he has found his retirement passion. He does not believe it, but I believe it. And since I know him better, I think I'm telling the truth. So this is his retirement passion. He's going to be a great, amazing gardener. He is. You know why? <laughs> I'm telling you, when he's, doing, when he's mowing the lawn, I'm like, wow. This lawn is going to stay like this forever. Because he has these glasses that he wears. He has this nice hat. It had these boots. Had some nice socks. And he has this. And then he's just going boom. <laughs> like he's really serious and on a mission. Sometimes I just open the window and do a video of him. And I'm like, wow. He is. like When he's doing that, like he is in the zone. And... and Wow. And at the end, everything, the, guard, the, the lawn looks beautiful. I'm like, oh, this lawn is beautiful. And then after like a week, some things are back again. I'm thinking, what? The way my friend was working this thing was supposed to stay like this for like three months or something. <laughs> what is going on? That's what happens. Weed will come. And when it comes, it's got to be taken out. And then you clean up, it will come again, it's going to be taken out. So you got to be willing to take action whenever the Holy Spirit brings something on your heart. Take action. Have the courage to pick up the tools the Holy Spirit gives you and use them. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you, you need to repent here. You need to say sorry. This is not serving you. Have the courage to go and revisit that and just say sorry. Remember, he's not out to get you. He's not out to get you and be like, ha, I get you. You're going to hell now. No, that's not his job. That is not what's happening. What the Holy Spirit is doing, he's helping you to become more and more like Jesus, who is our supreme example. But you have to allow him. Allow him. Allow him to do the job. Third point is reach out. Everybody say reach out. Reach out simply means seek to establish communication with someone with the aim of obtaining assistance or cooperation. So when the Holy Spirit is helping you out, he's showing you the gifts that he's put in you, showing you the fruit, developing that in you. You are allowing him to do that. 
and then he shows you stuff that needs to get out. This can be physical stuff sometimes, can be mentally, you know, sometimes. Some things will need you to reach out. Some things will need you to reach out to your pastor. Let me tell you what. God, in his wisdom, he has, he has established some people that deals with physical issues. That's God's principle. Those issues, you take them to the doctor. That's why we respect them, you know. They deal with physical issues. God has established people who deal with mental issues. We call them psychologists. We call them counselors. They are amazing. Someone will tell you they are amazing. But also God has established in his wisdom people who deal with spiritual stuff. And we have to be willing to reach out. It takes humility to do that. It takes humility. The Bible says in Proverbs 20:18, plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war without wise advice. Don't go to war without wise advice. Sometimes it can feel like war and you do not want to go alone to war. My husband said recently that every church has its own grace and every pastor has his own grace. You know, when, you go, when, when, you, when something's not going on right in your body, you know in your heart that I'm going to the doctor. This is, I need to go to the doctor. In your heart, you already de determined this is the right thing to do. And you have faith. There's no doubt. You know that this is good. I need to go see the doctor. Because I can't stay like this. He, he, he will help me out. And when you get to the doctor, sometimes he will prescribe you this medication that you even can't pronounce. <laughs> it's shiksnik, mitliksnik. I'm like, mm, whatever. I'm just going to take one at morning, one at night, but, but who cares about it? You don't even look at the box sometimes, you're like, medication, let's go. Medication, my medication. And you, if, if you forget to take your morning medication, you're like, oh, I forgot the medication. What's the name? The, my, my medication, just medication, who cares about the name? Why? Because you believe he's out there for you. You believe that he will not going to give you something bad, something to harm you. And you also believe they have the credentials to do that. So that's exactly why you have to be humble enough and speak to your pastor and be like, Pastor, this thing, I'm having an issue with this stuff. Help me out here. He might give you advice or they might give you advice. They might even tell you, go to the doctor. Go to see the doctor with this one. Or they might give you actually advice that will help you out. Be humble enough. Don't say, ah, oh, pastor is a human just like me. Absolutely, he is a human just I, yeah, absolutely. So is the doctor. The doctor is human. David from the Bible is human. Elijah is human too. But it doesn't change God's principle. It doesn't change it. It doesn't change what God appointed, how God appointed things to happen. So be humble you know i was uh we were going to the gym ah, gym <laughs> ah. anyway so when you get to the gym it's very overwhelming oh my goodness there's so many machines and you see people doing this and you're like wow wow the first time i went to the gym i was like 
because it's really interesting. Everybody's on his machine and people are serious. They're working out. And then you find someone who has someone helping them. So depending on your goals, you can go to the gym and say, okay, I'm going to try and do work on this machine until I know how to use it. And then I finish this one. I'm going to do this one. And I'll try, see if I'm going to be able to use it. Or you can say, I'm going to find someone there who knows exactly how to use all these things who is going to help me out. So you decide how long you want the journey to go. So if you want your journey with the Holy Spirit to be long, it's all good. He's with you. But if you want someone to walk with you on that journey, reach out. And I believe that's what God intended. Not everyone has everything. We, we all have something to give. All right? And so I'm encouraging you to reach out. <laughs> Jesus, if Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. If Jesus who we all know did amazing, amazing stuff. He heals the sick. He raises the dead. And then he walks on water. And then he speaks this amazing sermon that gathered people around him. And then he dies and rose again. If Jesus, who did all these amazing things. We are all gathered here because of Jesus. If he says, it is for your advantage that I go away. Do you hear me what I'm saying? Jesus, every one of us, if we had a vote, would say Jesus should be here. Imagine if Jesus was here, who will see him? I think Phil will be able to see him because he's tall and he looks strong. You know, only the strong or only the wise, whatever, who have money, they'll be able to see Jesus. But he says... It's for your advantage that I go. Because if I go, I will send the helper. I would take the Holy Spirit seriously. Because every one of us, when we became Christian, we got access to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says, he will be with you forever. He is there for you, to help you. But you must allow him. Check out. Everybody say check out. Read out. And then reach out. Let the helper help you. It doesn't matter how long you've been going through this. Let the helper help you. Be aware that he's there to help you and allow him to do so. We're going to have communion this morning. And I really would like you to take this communion as, um, as a decision. When you're taking communion, I want you to be decided, Father, I am going to check out. I'm not going to live my life anyhow. Uh-uh. I'm going to get that weed out. And if you lead me to reach out, I will do that. Have a decision. Decide to take action. Don't just live your life anyhow. I'm going to pray. If you're here and you feel like you, you've been going through some things that you feel like you just need the Holy Spirit to help you. If you want, you can raise your hand or if you can, you, can, you can come in front. If you want, whatever you feel, come ahead and I'll pray with you and stand with you. But as we take communion, 
take a decision, make a decision. Let this day be like I'm deciding to let the Holy Spirit help me. I know God has brought me for my benefit so I can grow, so I can have the fruits, so I can have my gifts, and so I can be an amazing Christian that looks more and more like Jesus every day. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you because you're a good, good father. You are a good, good father. You know what your children need. Lord, this morning, Father, as we are taking communion, mighty God, Father, I pray that you, King of Kings, Lord, you will give us the ability to take action. Take action and check out. Take action and weed out. Check, take action and reach out. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we allow you to have your way in our life because you're there for us. You're there to help us. As we take communion this morning, let that transformation happen. Let it happen. Set it up in motion, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus.